welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. Presented to you with love by me, Lauren. And her very cute, curvaceous friend, Victoria, which of course is me. Greetings again! We have another delicious show for you. In short, we are two horny sweethearts from Australia who have an insatiable appetite for sex-centric media, human connection, and getting knee-deep in our wet, wet, juicy, empathetic feelings. (laughs) Each week, we'll be sharing opinions and advice for all of your curious questions about sex, relationships, love, and everything in between. The number one rule here is that it is a shame-free zone. Shame-free zone! (laughs) (laughs) So Vix and I are your sexy, gorgeous, um, sex-positive gal pals. We are here to help and listen. It's important to note that we are not professionals in the field of psychology or sex therapy. But we have our very first interview episode today, and it is with a psychologist. It's a professional. We're delivering the goods, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And the theme, dear listeners, well, it just so happens to be anal August. So get your butts ready. (laughs) Yes. But before we do that, we're going to get started on questions first and get a beautiful, classic, wonderfully done question out of the way. Take it away, Victoria. So before we jump in to talking to Josh all about anal, we would like to start with a standard question. This one has come from our curious cat and reads, Dear Wonderfully Done, is it okay to share nudes platonically? How do I tell my friends I want to share nudes? Sometimes I just feel myself and can't share it on my main accounts and want to feel good about myself with my friends. Well, I think this is a beautifully done question, really. Is it okay to share nudes platonically? Vix and I are going to say yes. It's a the, big yes. A it's big a big old light yes. up sign yes. <laughs> Just like all yeses pointing in here. <laughs> mm. And then the meat of the question really is around that, how do I tell my friends I want to share nudes question? And Vix and I can relate because we have had these conversations over the last couple of years. And it's something that we've done with each other a little bit. We have. We, we, we have indeed. Lauren is one of um, probably the most complimentary humans of my nudes. And I very appreciate <laughs> her unyielding, uh, soft um, <laughs> love of my nude body. It is magical and something I feel very lucky to have in my life. And I would say that Vix has been really, uh, it's so difficult to say that someone else's body is inspirational to you because there's, <laughs> there's so many layers of either bullshit or <laughs> masturbatory grossness around that phrase. But what, what has been exciting and creatively, creatively jazzy for me about being friends with Vix and the friends of ours that do have sexier content that we share in like tightly limited circles has been the normalizing of and the sharing of. And it's really fun to get a little bit of a peek into the sensual side of your friends or seeing your friends enjoying themselves, enjoying their own bodies. It's very, very affirming. And it almost takes sex or relationships out of the, out of the context of nudes in some ways when you do share it with friends it's always like i just feel like so much of how we talk about our sexual sensual selves is like 
so often in relation to or in reflection of somebody else and it almost feels like this kind of pure and beautiful thing where I, I like maybe I did take these nudes for somebody else you know but like when I take a really good nude I'm always like this feels so tragic that like this one or maybe two or three depending on how many people I'm talking to at the time are gonna see this picture like that's a fucking modern day tragedy <laughs> <laughs> and friends will be there for longer than a bunch they of the relationships will. or hookups that you have. They're probably most really unremarkable, unrememberable. Um, and really, whose who's opinion do I care about more on my body? But I think, like, that's the interesting thing, right? Because it's not about their opinions because, like, they already love you as a person if, if you have the right kind of friends. And, like, your body is, like, part of the expression and package of who you are. And I think... Ah, I just, this is going to be, I'm going to like struggle on like how to put (laughs) a bunch of this into words because this is a topic that I feel so passionately about and has brought so many special feelings, connections and like positivity towards my own body. Like having a small handful of friends, you know, really appreciate how sumptuously beautiful my ass is versus like random ding dong that wants to put something in it, you know? (laughs) I think that's the thing, right? It's like your friend, when they're consuming that piece of media, generally, like, they don't want anything from you. It's not like part of, like, a bargaining chip or trying to convince somebody that you're worthy or valuable. They already, at the base level, see you as worthy and valuable. And it's more kind of like this lovely, I I guess, I mean, I feel like the people I've shared my nudes with are, are the deeper relationships that I have or have deepened our relationship by really... It's a pretty deep intimacy level, I think, to share your naked body. Definitely, definitely. I think that it's so good because your friends will not disappoint you with their support and reactions. <laughs> yes! Oh yes. my god, a hundred times. Whereas yes. if you're on a dating website or you're messaging with someone new, you might be disappointed by them because they might leave you on red or they might not like not like, you know, the size of Emoji my stomach reply. or something like that. <laughs> or just be like thumbs up, you know, but your friend already oh accepts your physicality completely and if they're down to platonically share nudes they're they're already affirming your body and your appearance so it's exactly. it's really good really safe nice practice so in terms of how do you tell your friends you want to share nudes i think definitely really think about who is a good friend to share with mm-hmm. you definitely want some trust you definitely want there to have been some They've shown up for you in other ways. They've supported vulnerability in other ways. If it's someone who is comfortable with you talking about sexuality or personal journeys with bodies and things like that, like if someone is a pretty new friend, I wouldn't recommend that you share nudes unless there was already, you know, a sensual or sexual conversation or context to the friendship that you have. Not that you're headed towards a hookup or anything, but... Just have a think about the vibe with the friend and how much do you trust them? Because Mm. it can be a beautiful, lovely thing. But think about, is this someone who would 
who I feel safe with in case there's any disagreement, in case there's any fallout, do I still feel like these pictures are safe? Because there still is risk there. It's mutual risk if you've all been sharing. Yeah, if you've all been sharing nudes, it's kind of catch-22 and you're all in it. Mm -hmm. I do think you can think about how you're going to start. Like you might start with a bit more more privacy control. So you might not have um, tattoos visible, jewelry visible, face visible. Like you might start quite anonymously and maybe that's a nice gentle beginning but have a conversation with people about what's comfortable for them what are they worried about what do you all agree upon in terms of you know making it clear that these pictures purely stay in this group chat none of them are to be saved to any devices in any kind of a way and it's not to be shared it's not to be is it to not be talked about is it okay for other people to know that you have a platonic selfie gang? <laughs> like it, <laughs> communication is still important here. Yeah. Because like what, that's the thing too, is it like varies wildly, like in the, in the group of people that, you know, we've shared nudes with previously, like some people in the group very like, you know, sometimes we also take things like sexy Polaroids before we go to like sexy parties or things like that. And for some people, they don't want those displayed anywhere where for other people, it's totally fine to have them like put up in your bedroom or things like that. Like everybody's definitely got different lines. And I think it's just, it's just great to set a precedent right up front with like what you're comfortable with, what they're comfortable with. Like, and I mean, that's a question too. Like, uh, uh, is nudes something that you discuss? You know, do you know if they take nudes for other Is that the sort of an expression that they enjoy? Do they know that you take nudes? Do you talk? Like, where are your current talking conversation levels about that? And I think it's also just an interesting exercise to just think about, like, why do you want to share the nudes? Like, definitely, like, I think what what whatever floats your boat like there is no judgment for what those reasons are but just kind of like being honest like within yourself for that like are you are you wanting to share a different sort of side of yourself with your friends uh do you just want to feel seen and appreciated are you looking for some kind of uh external love and validation for your body outside of um sexual or sensual hookup kind of um relationship feels uh are you wanting to deepen that specific relationship or you know is there an element of flirtation where if you're really honest with yourself you'd kind of like to open a door and maybe sharing your nudie body of you feeling yourself feels like a way to open that door any of these reasons are okay but I think it's definitely good in my personal opinion to kind of meet meet yourself where you actually are like because I feel like it's all well and nice to say sort of like to yourself oh well I just I just want to share these because I think it would be nice <laughs> but like <laughs> if I'm honest with myself a lot of the time when I share nudes it's because I, I want people to think that I'm beautiful and to see what I see and to you know validate me feeling like I'm attractive like you know I've got like amazing self-confidence from what I used to have but um it doesn't mean that I don't require frequent frequent top-ups. You know, I'm a needy fucking cancer. I'm like, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Give me attention all the time. <laughs> and then for me, it's like a very nice body positivity, affirming, encouraging, supporting yes. thing where I'm still trying to cultivate the idea of being able to take up space purely for myself and mm, take sexy pictures yeah. that are not just a performance for a partner, but instead trying to enjoy it for myself. And even then, 
enjoying it for myself, but then showing my friends that I'm enjoying it for myself, that, you know, it's a little bit different from asking them to affirm me, but instead of sharing what I'm really enjoying. And straight up, it's also just inspiring because I'm just like, I'm getting some great ideas for sexy pictures from these people. I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really supported. So I think it's all the conversations that you might have to have would be around, yeah, like, what are they comfortable with? Is there a level of explicitness that is too yeah. much or is uncomfortable? Yeah, what is the line? Like sometimes mm. people, you know, sometimes certain people that I share nudes with, it's always with um, nips and bits like blurred out a little bit yeah. with like some like cute emojis or mm. not kind of like, there's like, there's a lot of different lines I think with like, here's just me naked doing a thing. And yeah. here is um, me trying to be sexy and here mm. is you know straight up where this is like pornographic there's a fucking dildo um, <laughs> <you know? laughs> and those are all different things Very like different things yeah because for me I'm at the stage where I'm comfortable with sharing things that are a little bit sensual and mm. are sexy and maybe have got some softcore nudity or whatever but I'm not personally comfortable with super explicit um someone's using a whole bunch of sex toys or if someone was going to send me here's me and my boyfriend having sex I'd be like no (laughs) I don't I don't I'm not I mean that would really need to be would you like to see that like yeah exactly it really has to has the power has to be in the other person's hands like exactly all times and kind of a like uh yeah are you are you okay with seeing this or would you like to see it? Or I, or I took something that I feel very cute in today, but it's a bit, it's a bit PG. Like, can I share <laughs> it with you? It's really, mm. I think it's w- with most things, right? It's just like getting that real full on consent. Cause the whole thing is like, is it okay to share platonically? Like, I think, you know, in your relationship with another human being, whatever you both deem as okay and appropriate is okay and appropriate like 100 percent. obviously you know there's caveats but like we don't have to fucking go over that every time we say something like that like if you're both cool with it like lauren um can i show you my sweet sensual titties pressed up against the shower i was having a real nice shower and i took some nudes can i show that sounds amazing sounds amazing and practice it and normalize it you know and if and if you are feeling a little bit unsure or you want to share content that's a bit different or a next level of intensity asking for First. And there is a big question to be had about, am I going to have this selfie selfie nudes um, conversation with just one person or a few yeah. people that I really trust? Or am I going to have a mini sexy people group chat? Like for me, I feel like a group chat measures the almost quote unquote risk that it becomes a it becomes a give and take and a much yeah. more intensely intimate, you know, <laughs> where, where I feel like I would go way into a really directly flirtatious dynamic really easily if it was just one-on-one with some people, with some people. But then with group, then it is like, yeah, the the shared group burden. (laughs) That's the wrong word. I could have been flirting with you, Lauren, sending this to you directly. Why didn't you tell me? (laughs) if, If someone wants to learn how to flirt with me, it's such a nerdy way, but listening to this entire series of podcasts will give you a good idea like, for anyone out there. Oh Although God. that's probably not a healthy strategy. Please talk to me directly if yes, this well, is I'm what you want to feel. I'm just move you away from there. <laughs> just watching me careening towards the cliff of going way too much no, up my own butt. I'm just going to lasso you. Pull, pull you back up. Give you a little snuggle. Give you a snack. It'll be great. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, that's the thing. 
interesting. There's like lots of different, I guess, forums in which you can do this kinds of sharing. Like we, yeah, where as kind of forementioned, um, I would say predominantly like there's been a Facebook group chat where we've done some of that. And then there's also been like um, very, very tightly kept um, mini Instagrams um, where, you know, sort of like under 20 followers kind of thing. Um, and that's the group of people that we were doing it with sort of like it was it was just kind of like okay for anybody within that to follow anybody within the group and then it's just kind of like um i guess personal preference for who you want to let in on, on your stuff outside of that um, just curate it yeah yeah well that's the thing right because it is like it's a level of trust to share that with somebody like um that yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want to cross that boundary with, with all the people in my life. Like, I think, you know, like, I, I do like that it is mentioned in this question, just sort of like not feeling like you can share that sort of thing on your on your main account. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, we totally, we all have different levels of comfort. We all use our social media platforms in like very different ways. Like, despite being a social media manager, like, I definitely use my Twitter as kind of like, I guess, like a personal diary, to be quite honest. It'll be like, I bought this thing, or this is how I'm feeling today, or I, I had a lunch and it was this, or I saw my friend, or um, I did a makeup. Look at how beautiful I am. And sometimes it's like, here is a picture of my butt. It looks really good in this thong. And you know, I still... At, at this stage, like, get a bit worried every time I'm going to post one of, like, what that says about me. Because, you know, my, my Twitter also is partly professional. But also, like, I now do a sex podcast. So, uh, surely, or, like, what are lines? And also, like, to be honest, like, sometimes I do get, like, really, like, lovely com comments from people and private messages about like how good it's made them feel seeing the kinds of pictures that I posted myself and how they sort of feel a bit more inspired to maybe try posting pictures of themselves like that or taking some more private media like I've like taken the nude game to the level where like I only have one tattoo and it is a nude of myself <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest which, you know, which was really fun too, because like I took the nude photograph of me. So it was me, me, and then done by somebody else on me, me forever. Like, love so it. So good. Like, so good. Oh, and I gorgeous. do feel like this listener has done a good job of saying their intention's clear. They're feeling yeah. themselves and they just want to feel good about themselves with friends. And, and so that make that you. the conversation. Yeah. Totally. Tell your friends that this is what you want. You're not trying to seduce five of them. You're just <laughs> wanting to do this in this way. Like if that's actually what that it is for you. Them, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. It's like temperature checking with, I mean, it sounds like you probably already have some specific kinds of friends in mind. And I mean, it's not always the case, but often we gravitate to people that enjoy similar things to what we enjoy so and plus if they're good friends like I feel like a, a, a real base conversation of is this something you'd ever be interested in it should be safe enough to have especially if you're already feeling like you could share your nudes with them like you must already be having like a pretty good level of of trust with them a part about this that's difficult is that Vix and I are big fans of sharing nudes platonically, but it is something that can come up as being difficult with partners. So I've definitely had conversations where it's, I'm trying to communicate 
why it's why it's about me and that can even be understood by the other person and there's still something that is a bit confronting to them about images of yourself being shared with others and that doesn't mean that it's right it doesn't mean that I agree with that discomfort it doesn't mean that your partner thinks it's right but it might still be a feeling that they have so it's still something that you might need to practice talking about yeah and that's the thing right it's always okay to have conversations and like come to I guess a point of agreement for how you're going to move forward in the kind of relationship that you want to have but it should never be the sort of thing where somebody I guess, forbades you from expressing yourself in ways that are natural to you and feel good, especially if you are in a monogamous relationship and you are committed to that person, like you're bloody sharing your life with them. Like, come on. (laughs) But if, you know, I have some friends where like, yeah, like it's it's a problem to post selfies of themselves that are deemed too sexy and and even in that moment it's like so are you sexualizing me sexualizing myself and I just feel like some kind of weird stuff comes in there kind of around like I think if you really break it down it's kind of like a little bit ownershipy and the only person that really owns your body and how you express it is you uh and it's also okay for you to both have or both and many however many partners you have to yeah, be on the same page. You don't have to agree, but I think you you need to, you know, respect each other enough to talk about it and also respect who they actually are and not who you want them to be. Yes, it's very complicated because if you are in a relationship with someone that has a power dynamic where mm. that, you know, it's a hot sexualized thing that they're the only one that gets to see these things about you yeah. and if that's a consensually hot thing that you do that's still different to having a relationship where you're not allowed to do it because sharing those platonically would be poor judgment from your from <laughs> from from yeah. coming from you and that's quite a different thing like does your partner disrespect and negatively judge the sharing of platonic selfies or like where is it coming from so if this is something that you want to do and you're having a conversation with a partner about it, I recommend not bringing it up like it will be something that they're going to have a problem with. Because if you bring it up in a like, oh, you'll probably be mad, but I want to do this, it does bring tension into the conversation and lay the groundwork for them to have a problem, (laughs) if if that makes sense. You know, this is something I really enjoy doing. Like, sometimes I send nudes to my friends. Like, have you ever done anything like that? You know? And that's, I think, fear around a lot of things or jealousy different you know umbrellas of of these kinds of more difficult feelings yeah it usually is a it's a reflection of the the other person's fear and really the only person that can really dig into that is them which hopefully having some cool conversations uh, about you know because I still I honestly feel like at least so I feel like some people are still surprised when I tell them about some of the different nude activities that we've done, you know, like, uh, like the nude life drawing and, and that sort of thing where people are a little bit like, oh. yeah, your friends have oh. seen your nipples. Yeah. I'm like, I know. Oh, really brave. Like, it's like, oh, I don't know if I'd call it brave. It's something that we all enjoy. So we, 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 we do that together and, uh, and we enjoy it and have fun. And I feel like, there, I feel like there's definitely more desire for it out there than the breadth of of it happening. And I guess I feel like 
it is happening, but maybe on more of like a micro level with the sort of like, you know, thirstier, you know, tweets or Insta posts or Insta stories, you know, like various like different toes that people are dipping into like how sort of like <laughs> sensual cheeky can I be with it still being okay on main? Well, like yes. what, what crosses the line of like where I would probably need to ask if people wanted to see this or not? Um, yes. And they're, they're good questions to ask yourself. And so, you know, just to summarize the conversation that we're having, you know, is it okay to share nudes platonically? Yes. A hundred times. Yes. Vix and I will absolutely always say that it's okay to share nudes platonically. Yes. And then the conversation about how do I tell my friends I want to share nudes? Tell some of them them. that you'd like to share nudes. You're doing a great (laughs) job, you know, share, share what you'd like to get out of the relationship. Be okay Mm -hmm. with a no, explain how you might like it to work, testing comfort levels with them, being really open about it, talking before anyone has started to do it, give them time to think about it. Maybe do they might want to have conversations with partners like, just have the communication about it, right? Yeah. I just, I just tried to serve that to you, but I'm the one that's wow. summarizing. So no, I love it. I, I, it's beautiful. <laughs> I, I think nudes are great. I think they're such a fun way to explore yourself and explore your presentation of yourself and treating yourself like the beautiful piece of artwork that you are. And I love this view that you want to share your gorgeousness with the people that you love in your life. That's fucking awesome. And I hope that you get some positive reception and start getting some beautiful love on your beautiful nudes. Especially while a lot of us are in isolation and many yes. people cannot <laughs> cannot form new relationships. Share a bit of that intimate energy with some of your friends, you know. Be respectful about it. Be mutually communicative about it. But maybe this can be the, you know, the wonderfully done Beautiful Beans little ISO homework or the homework this week. Have a conversation with your friends about sharing nudes. We dare you. <laughs> we, we, should, we should do a tweet about this. <laughs> Formalize this challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take this challenge to TikTok, but we will. I think that sounds like a great idea, though. So let's give it a go. So everybody, you know, we have our very first guest ever today, which is incredibly exciting. I'm so delighted to get to introduce you to one of my absolute favorite people in the entire world. Uh, Hello, Josh. Hey, it's great to be here. (laughs) It's truly, truly an honor, my sweet baby angel. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Josh is a queer psychologist here in Melbourne who also happens to be one of my very best friends and one of Lauren's delightful partners. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we were having a little chat on Instagram this week about anal, uh, which... We sure were. (laughs) Josh sent me a delightful picture of a butt plug with a tail on it, which I have been lusting after for probably a decade. (laughs) But I've been too scared to get one because I was like, what if I get poop on it? I think I was particularly enamored of a TikTok that I saw where someone had had one of those in and they were wearing pants and it obviously <gasps> cut a hole in the pants yes. so that their tail could poke through. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> very fairy-esque. Delightful. Mm. Mm. Um so it's an especially apt time to be talking about anal. I don't know if, if how many of you know out there, but it's actually anal August. How exciting! <laughs> Very special time of the month for months everywhere. Is it because it's the back end of the year? 
Maybe. I hey. feel like every time I was trying to write a copy about this, I'm like, we're just getting in at the tail end. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we, when we were thinking about what we'd like to cover in this discussion, you know, we did some, we like to do a little bit of light Googling for all the sexual topics because it just brings such terribly awful things. <laughs> so uh, Cosmo described anal. It's not really hurting, but it does feel like being probed by an alien, which I didn't really think was a super you know, mm. at covering for the, for the joys of anal sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, talking to Josh about this uh, a little bit beforehand, we're sort of, the thing about anal is it's pretty hard to talk about without kind of talking a little bit about how to do it good, how to do it right, how to do mm. it safe. We love mm. safety here on Wonderfully Done. <laughs> mm. Would you uh, like to talk a little bit about how to set up a great, safe anal experience, Josh? Yeah, so I suppose some of the things that I feel like I just have to talk about when talking about anything to do with putting stuff up your butt, no matter what your gender, is having a real think about the butt as as a part of your anatomy that does not lubricate itself, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that has um, one sphincter that you can control a bit and one that you cannot. <laughs> um, <laughs> And also that it's where you void your bowels from, um, to, oh put, to, to put it lightly. I and just love void your bowels. Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Can you just please excuse me? I'm just going to go and void my bowels return. Ready to go. <laughs> um, but I, I guess some of the safety things from, from those is like, number one, like, Use heaps of lube, use way more lube than you think you need, um, especially the first time. I'm a big fan of silicon-based lubes, which are great because they don't fully absorb into your skin like water-based mm, lubes mm -hmm. do, so they, they stay slippy for yeah. a lot more. Um, although it's worth thinking about like what toys you're using and mm -hmm. what condoms you're using with silicon based. That's like for another show, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the sphincters is um, don't put in anything that you can't easily get out. Um, <laughs> and for that reason, there's a big focus on putting things in that have a flared base. What that means is there is a protrusion outwards. So don't put in just like a carrot that um why was will... that the first thing that came to my mind i don't know whether that's because that's my first forays into anal just like visiting the vegetable drawer <laughs> <laughs> it's very unsafe oh my god <laughs> it's a it's a good way to explain shapes though because yes. everyone knows what a carrot looks like they do right? <laughs> i love it josh so accessible <laughs> um so so you want to have something with a, a flared base um the other thing is thinking about hygiene and poop. And I am so keen to like talk about poop, talk about feces mm -hmm. oh, in, yeah. the, in the area of talking about safe and healthy and good anal sex. <laughs> That's beautiful, Josh. Thank you. I just always, uh, I just love talking to you so much. I feel like you were one of the... Um, people I feel the safest with learning and asking earnest questions about anything because I know you will take it seriously and mm. explain it kindly mm. uh, so what like 
I guess that kind of, you know, when I was kind of really into wanting to get into anal again <laughs> recently, uh, you know, researching into it. And I know I have a lot of fear around around poop. Like, I feel like there's already so many levels of kind of like shame to break through with bodies. And I feel like so many hangups, like mine in particular, have always been kind of like, especially about weight and about hair. Yeah. Uh, so kind of like moving past those barriers, you know, with kind of the background really being like wanting to kind of be perfect and lovely and like kind of be this like sexy, gorgeous experience for somebody. And I feel like a bit of shit somewhere wasn't really part of that <laughs> fantasy for me. So I found these like this really lovely, uh, a gorgeous sex worker that I follow shared it but it was mm. this lovely illustrated guide to douching um and then the mm. person that i was sleeping in at the t- with at the time was kind of like i don't really think you need to douche so josh like do i need to douche like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so like look there's there's a lot in that that i could deconstruct <laughs> so to speak the look generally the the anus doesn't usually hold a lot of poop in it. Um, that if you've got lots of fiber in your diet, that that if you have this he- a healthy kind of diet, mostly that actually pushes most of the poop out of your anus. Um, so usually there's not a whole lot there in in that bit of. Um, in that in that fleshy vessel that <laughs> that fleshy you're wanting to that you're wanting to <laughs> to access and and stimulate oh um, <laughs> but but there can often be you know little little bits yeah little bits you know little, around and about the canal little little re- little remnants or if <laughs> if like you literally like need to take a shit right now then probably not then the like Probably not the greatest time to have <laughs> anal sex. Yeah. Um, so, so look, like, like, yes, do, douching is a thing that you can absolutely do safely. Um, mm-hmm. It's something to, like, do a bit of research before you start jumping into it because you can force kind of, like, too much water up and there are ways that you can yeah. do uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit of damage. Also, like like clean warm water is totally sufficient don't go mm. blasting chemicals up your butt no <laughs> um, no no, no. Not, oh my not needed um but but i guess like i i think about it from the perspective of like if you were going to have sex with someone and yeah. uh, um in an intimate enough connection to have sex with them and communicating clearly and all of those wonderful things you should expect that you're going to be like sweating on each other you should expect (laughs) that you're like maybe going to put your mouth on their genitals or like against their mouth all of these uh, you know maybe someone might fart at some point there might be strange noises you might accidentally like kick them in the leg or fall over <laughs> um there might be i don't know all ki- all kinds of things like sex comes along with some messiness and totally poop is like one of the one, <laughs> one one possible part of yeah. of that um but not <laughs> 
I, I guess I, I think it's interesting to talk about why it's so taboo and why it's yeah. such a, a line for many people. But I mean, because it, you know, as you were talking, it just kind of made me think about, I'm still in the position where I get super embarrassed about queefing and, and, and all, you know, and if just getting pushed, you know, if somebody's really slamming something into a hole, really like going for it, you're pushing air up in there and the air that comes in must come out. And I'm like, my... <clears throat> logical brain during understands what's happening but I still feel myself desperately like trying to contort and hold my body in ways where either I can like keep the air inside or uh, I don't know just try and like have control over this uncontrollable thing (laughs) so it's kind of like and and it's like if you're you know both like adults about sex like it shouldn't be a big deal and and i don't know i i feel like it makes a lot of sense to me why i can't kind of let go on the potential of shit being part of the equation if i can't even handle the sound that is like a fart but it's just sad because like i'm so desperately interested in anal it's a huge part of the porn that i watch like i love like um Mm. butt plugs immensely but Mm. and it even sort of like with like solo play, it's kind of like toe into anal, and then I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know, like, oh, do I? It, oh, what? <laughs> Which feels, it feels so silly. I'm like, you're supposed to be sexually progressive, Victoria, and you want this thing, and you could literally just have it. But then I'm mm. like, Tara, like, what if I get shit on their dick or their toy or like, oh god, on their finger? Or, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I also love rimming and like I love administering mm, rimming like immensely yeah. like probably like one of my favorite things in the whole world. <laughs> so I like I'm not afraid of butts and I also don't think I mm. judge somebody else. So I don't know why I can't let go of having a moment where I'm not perfect. Mm. There's there's a part of that that is about kind of like just how we are in the world about about trying to maintain a level of perfection or Mm -hmm. control or not be ashamed or embarrassed but there's also a part of it about how we've been taught about sex in such a sanitized way um that the way that we learn about sex is like from movies in often pg-13 plus movies where what sex looks like is too beautifully totally styled people whose makeup and hair is perfect and the lighting is perfect and what you see is a gentle caress of the arm a a passionate almost kiss um the the like brief glimpse of like a thigh or a butt or something like that um but you like when was the last time that you saw queefing in a mainstream film like like never never, right it's not something uh no i don't really find happens in conversation even conversations i'm having Mm. with friends which is funny because like i people get upset about this but uh, when i'm having like a really good time when i'm fucking someone if like giggling is part of the session like things Mm. are going great Mm. like Mm. that's like sex is funny and disgusting and awesome and like sometimes Mm. you don't know what's going to happen and you can just put your best foot forward and then who knows what will happen but it's kind of like this one last frontier that is like why can't this be sort of like funny or brushed over or just be like mutually uh like agreed upon this could happen and and we're okay with that and like let's just Mm. have the sex we want to have you know 
Yeah. Well, look, part, part of it, I think, does come from the taboo that we have around shit. So... <laughs> Yes, yeah, sorry. I just love the certainty and yeah, beautiful. Please come I'm, on. I'm I'm a psychologist. <laughs> You're just my favorite. <laughs> but look, like it's it's one of the very first things that we encounter as human beings when you're a baby and a toddler getting control over when you defecate or not is kind of like one of your first lessons of being a human being. Mm-hmm. And like depending, you know, your parents might respond to you soiling yourself with, like, some giggles. They might respond to it with, like, horror and or anger Um, in terms of, like, when you're learning to look after yourself and go to the toilet yourself like a big girl, um, there might be a lot of shame involved with that. There might be... damn it! Childhood! Why do you ruin everything? (laughs) (laughs) But, but like, you know, it's it's like a universal human experience mm-hmm. of learning how to shit in the right place. Yeah. Um, and, and how to wipe your bum and do it in a safe and clean way. And different, different cultures and people around the world deal with it in different ways. But overall, it's to get rid of the bad, stinky thing that has some danger in it, like you don't shit where you eat is is a is a good life lesson but but because there's lots of bacteria in your shit and it smells really bad um it's why like a lot of animals hide hide their feces as well or get rid of it um yeah why well, you're not supposed to put the litter tray near the cat bowl right <laughs> like, right it's be very separate areas for very separate activities right and like in in the West, we massively sanitize and distance ourselves from the shit. Yeah. And so there's you know maybe many layers of toilet paper between your hand and your butt yeah. when you when you shit. Some people even to the degree of like alcoholic wet wipes of of trying to like sterilize their own yeah uh, rectum. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, don't don't get me started on how <laughs> how dangerous that is for your poor butthole you getting all dried out. Has made me think about has made me think about those conversations that have been like floating around TikTok and stuff lately around um around men not specifically washing their mm. buttholes and not mm. knowing that they need to specifically do that. Mm. Yeah, wild so wild to me i i mean that's the thing like when you're i mean like i'm a bi woman if if, if the listeners don't know Mm. that um and and being that i really enjoy rimming and have mostly slept with men like it's yeah there's like the two levels of difficulty there whereas it's kind of like maybe sometimes like not as fresh as my particular palate enjoys or it's not even something that sometimes feels like it can be discussed with the person for what it means sexuality wise can sometimes fall into you know anal or things around the butthole kind of meaning something else or being specifically connected to a sexuality instead of just being another possible place of the body to share pleasure Mm -hmm. well and look like 
a good way to start off having a bit of a play around mm-hmm. anal with a partner is doing it in the shower or in the yeah, bath so and safe. <laughs> having a bit of a, a like finger set like digital session or mm-hmm. or tongue session um where you've got specific control around the cleanliness of the outer area awesome great oh, there's gorgeous. nothing wrong nothing wrong with I that i love safety and control that's lovely mm. <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like my brain is still like is so like het up on the idea of poop that like it's like this lovely beautiful you're in the bath and that's nice and then i'm like but what if something were to come out and it were to float to the top of the bath yeah <laughs> how would i cope <laughs> Yeah, right. And, and wow. like, I, I would always recommend, like, when when exploring things, like, explore things a bit by yourself first mm-hmm. before doing it with a partner, unless you really, really, really trust and feel super yeah. safe and secure with that partner and you know they've got a lot of experience with anal. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> other, otherwise, I'd say try some stuff out by yourself. Because yep. then you don't have the added, like, social anxiety fears of being embarrassed in f- and being witnessed. Yeah, I think it's the witnessing that's the yeah. problem. Because yeah. I, like, I enjoy doing it by myself. Like, good time, mm. happy time, you know. But I might still be the sort of person who will wear a butt plug and then um, run away to the bathroom. For ju- just in case for taking it out just to, mm. to soothe my nerves. Which I guess is another thing that you can do if it's something that you're fucking nervous about, you know. Yeah. Like, that's okay. It's okay to control the different parts and, like, have it be some have it happen in a way that makes you feel the most comfortable. Absolutely. Put a towel down, like, have tissues handy. Like, yeah, awesome. Mm, we love handy tissues. <laughs> but, but get, like, getting, getting somewhat comfortable mm-hmm. with handling like a toy that you've used or your fingers if you've you know if you maybe enjoy using fingers with yourself Mm -hmm. or maybe with a glove get comfortable seeing a little bit of poop and not freaking the fuck out just being like oh it's just poop like i interact with you almost every day Mm. (laughs) yeah my expulsion of the void (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Your da- oh. daily void expulsion. Daily void expulsion, keeping it regular. Um, I think <laughs> this also makes me think of another thing, you know, kind of like how people always say sort of like, oh, I didn't like I shit sideways for days afterwards. Like, uh, is, that, mm. is that a thing? <laughs> um, Will my pooping <laughs> be different, Josh? <laughs> Look, like, <laughs> like depending on on the kind of session that you've had, depending on how used to anal play you are, you might experience some tenderness. Um, you might experience some, like, like if you've been pretty vigorous, you might've had some micro tears, which are, are, careful, hey? Yeah. And like, when I say micro tears, micro tears are like not dangerous. They're common, but, but like micro tears are also part of why um, HIV is tra- transmitted right. through yeah. through the through the bloodstream through um, through semen um, is because of because of micro tears, which may not actually like it's not like you're bleeding out of your butt, mm-hmm. um, but but that that's kind of part part of that whole system. But um, 
You can also get a little bit of a anal fissure, like a small tear in the opening, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, will st- sting a fair bit when you go to the toilet man. next time. Um, but look, it, it heals over time. If it's not healing within several days, go to your doctor. They'll give you some uh, like hormonal cream, um, which helps that heal just a bit quicker. Um mm-hmm eat lots of fiber so that your stool is nice and regular <laughs> literally like like this is this is some stu- stuff involved in thinking about anal play is yeah. it it might teach you how to have a healthier more nutritious diet boom boom <laughs> we love that we love <laughs> i just like how many times is josh gonna talk about fiber i hope we get to a third because i feel like that'll be a real good repetitious like i guess i'll do it eat a diet my anal loving friends or um, <laughs> potential anal loving friends you know yeah the the other thing that i that i do think we like have to talk about if we're talking Please, about Josh. um uh anal sex is talking about straight up homophobia and yeah. how how much buggery has been criminalized and become a, a focus of anti-gay lore and discrimination mm-hmm. um that of course is affected bisexual people and pansexual people as well any any kind of like male male relationship um as a focus of society's hatred uh, to- towards gay people mm-hmm. um really talks about anal sex as yeah as like this is one of the worst possible things it's one of the worst things to have done to you and it means that you're um lesser or that the person who is penetrating um or or like the inserted partner um mm-hmm. is somehow more powerful or better or dominating yeah. you necessarily um, which isn't the case, and you can have all kinds of different power Definitely relationships. Definitely top from you... the bottom, friends. <laughs> Definitely top from the bottom. Yeah. Um, and that that still extends somewhat, but differently to anal sex um, between a man and a woman. That is sometimes sort of sort of pressure around that, and kind of um, because it's taboo and it's been pornified it's often talked about as like like an achievement or like a higher level or or something to push towards yeah as like a status symbol as a guy like oh yeah like i got my girlfriend to do anal and that's the best um but like i i guess these are things to to think about because it it's part of why many men think pegging from their female yep. partner is somehow gay and yeah. are terrified <laughs> of it. Yeah. Even though men literally have the prostate gland, oh, well, mo- most men, uh, cisgender men, have the prostate gland inside of their butts that is a huge source of pleasure. Yep. Bodies literally, literally been made. Literally set great joy. Literally set up there. Yeah. (laughs) I find um yeah it seems to be like a real like 
sort of like, oh, you know, someone telling you that that they want to be pegged, you know, because I definitely, I come mm. off a, a bit dominant to people sometimes. I oh, think. really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so shocking. I don't know why anybody would read me to filth in such a way. But I find a lot of people kind of uh, approach me about pegging, but in kind mm. of like a gentle down low way. And a lot of people who were kind mm. of like, it's my, you know, it's my first time. And I'm also kind of like, oh boy, I don't really want to learn more about pegging with mm. someone if it's their first time. But then it's like, how does somebody get that, you know, those first yeah. experiences when I imagine it still is a thing to sort of put it out there that you might like mm. that to happen. Like it's definitely an extension of vulnerability I don't see all the time. Yeah. Oh, there's so much shame because there is still so much discrimination in society because of yeah. it. Um, but like, hey, like anal sex can can be potentially for for anyone anyone yeah. who wants to be involved in it everyone has a butt um <laughs> for for some people it might be um more or less difficult so mm. if they've had um uh recurring recurring stis or issues around around their um rectum and having pain um they might not want to be the receptive partner that's totally fine. Like, if you've had sex, ha like, tried out having anal sex a dozen times and you're like, mm -hmm. every single time I got an anal fissure and it was really painful for, like, several weeks afterwards. High price. Like, <laughs> like maybe... Maybe the sex felt, felt really good at the time, but you're like, mm, you know what? I think I'll like focus my energies elsewhere. Cool. <laughs> Keep it digital, yeah, you know? Yeah. But perhaps one thing to, to say on that though is mm -hmm. anal sex should, should never be painful. Mm -hmm. Um, it like it, like it might have might give you that kind of like dull ache afterwards yeah. or maybe like if you're into pain um then then that pain could be a part of it that you purposefully create but otherwise if you're doing anal well slowly gradually lots of lube take more time than you think you need <laughs> patience uh then it, it needn't be painful to have a really great experience. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the sort of thing, like, I guess, you know, you see different products out there, like numbing creams and stuff like that. But, like, mm. I guess sort of, like, what do you sort of think about things like numbing creams? Like, with that sort of thing, I worry because the whole thing with how your body experiences pain is it's sort of like this is a warning that, that perhaps, like, what you're doing right now might be, like, causing damage. So sort of like, mm. I guess I just kind of imagine if you're using it, like, I kind of want to know perhaps if my body yep. is heading into scary zone, you know? Yep, yep. Um, absolutely. Pain, pain is a signal that your body gives around danger. Sometimes it can be a misinterpreted pain. Um, like some, sometimes it's giving you pain when it needn't give you pain sort of thing. But yeah, I, I guess like with, with numbing creams, I would always suggest only using numbing creams once you're practiced at knowing yeah. your own body. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? I feel like it's whenever I think about anal, it's kind of like it's not just doing anal, it's the anal journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your body, mind, uh, pairing, or, you know, maybe there's more than two, uh, whatever works for you. Um, mm. 
setup for for getting towards there also yeah having done that solo preparation sort of mm. knowing that your butt is ready to take things or that you're yeah the, the, the whoever the receiver is is uh re- ready for that um mm. and then doing the act and then seeing how you feel about it afterwards you know it's definitely mm. yeah if it, it just requires more thought and preparation than some other actions but um, yeah i feel like seems very 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 high potential for rewards <laughs> Totally. Yeah, like the the butt has a lot of nerve endings around the entrance. That's why mm-hmm. rimming feels so good. Oh, um, there we are. For people who have prostates, it can feel really nice to have a prostate massaged or mm-hmm. um, or stimulated via penetration. Um, it can just feel nice to have something filling you up there, mm-hmm. um, wh- whether you have a prostate or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the um, feeling of fullness, that's, uh, that's definitely right. a, a, a trigger for some people of yum yum time. And it can create, <laughs> I guess, the, the opportunity for different different positions, yeah. different things to try out. Yeah. What do you think are some excellent anal positions, Josh? Um, I'm a big fan of, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, cat, cowgirl, like, sitting down onto your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you can yeah. kind of control, so control, control how slowly, yeah, control the depth yeah. as well. Um, like doggy style, but with your knees tucked up to your chest. So mm-hmm. making a real like V of your yes. back and your, and your thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, what that does is it, it actually kind of opens up your, your pelvis a little more and oh, ma- makes intercourse a, a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, pro tip for like having a shit as well. If you're sitting <laughs> on a, if you're sitting on a Western toilet, um, like putting your, putting your to- uh, feet as like on their tippy toes to like lift your knees up to, to create more of a V. Yeah, I mean, it's um, supposed to be the more natural way for shitting, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, <laughs> how we literally like, sit isn't, like, the best, <laughs> the best yeah. way to do the, do the deed. Right. Lots of countries where, where um, it's really normal to squat, like, have a squat toilet. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, I think I did want to bring up uh, uh, poppers and ammo and how they fit into anal sex. Um, mm. Is it something that you've had much experience about or like, how would you recommend mm. people went about exploring that and maybe ex- mm. explain to people what amyl and poppers are if they're, if they aren't aware of that. Right. Yeah. So, so we're talking about amyl nitrate, um, which is a chemical that is a, oh, what's it called? It's, um, it opens up your blood vessels. It's a hema something or other. Fuck. I don't know. Google it. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, but essentially you, you inhale the fumes of it and it, um, opens up your blood vessels and what that can do is it can relax your sphincter and also increase pleasure through sensation. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you, I'm, it's not an area of absolute expertise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely like don't take take my word as like gospel on it um i think there are some dangers like with with any drug um dangers in terms of having too much too fast mm-hmm. um that that it can be dangerous um also like 
check it out with any other medications or if you have any conditions, especially if you've already got like, I don't know, like blood thinners. Um, that sounds like a recipe for danger um, and be aware of like mixing, mixing drugs. Yeah. Um, perhaps that's another, another issue is like, if you're thinking about doing anal, don't make the first time while you're super duper high <laughs> or really, really drunk. Um, I feel like that's, you know, perhaps that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, potential recipe for disaster. Like, I guess it might feel it might feel easier to be under the influence of different substances. If mm. you are nervous um, about pain or, or you have shame around shit, you know, mm. like, mm. oh, well, at least if I'm not fully there, then I don't have to fully deal with it. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, I I think like with with any kind of sex there are there are risks of involved. Course. Um so a anal sex there is no different to vaginal sex or like kinky sex or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Um that as if you're doing a new kind of sex act, you want to have your wits about you as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um For sure. so better to do the potentially boring or uncomfortable work of like researching a thing having conversations with friends mm -hmm. um de-shaming de yourself first rather than injuring yourself injuring a partner um transmitting an sdi mm -hmm. whatever it might be mm. and i guess sort of like so when when we have a, a penis entering a butthole we'd probably mm -hmm. like to be wearing a condom right mm. so Yes, with caveats. Yes. <laughs> um, so, obviously, with HIV and the AIDS crisis, mm -hmm. um, co condoms were a huge part of protection and reducing transmission of STIs. And condoms are still a wonderful way to reduce the chance of STIs. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, like, just to throw it out there, there's no risk of pregnancy um, <gasps> with anal what? sex. That's exactly why I bring it up. Well, one of the reasons I bring it up, because it can be a way for people to yep. slide it in and not want to use protection because they're like, well, you can't get pregnant, so there's nothing to worry about. Yep. Um, I just want to say that because I don't know who who might be listening. It's, it's good to, no, good to it. mention. Um, the, the caveats around wearing condoms for anal sex is that uh, with the with the introduction of PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is a tool for um, preventing transmission of HIV, um, that's a, a wonderful tool that we have at our disposal that many um, same, same and multi-gender attracted men are using now. Um, what that does is it protects against transmission of HIV it doesn't protect against other STIs. Mm, um, I like, didn't realize it wasn't further reaching than that. Yeah, it doesn't protect against chlamydia or gonorrhea or um, syphilis, say. Yeah. So if you are ha having sex without a condom, um, be be mindful of those things mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. At the same at the same time, it's been incredibly liberating and. Um, a, a real change in community for especially especially men mm -hmm. to feel like they're able to have sex without a condom without fear of HIV yeah. because of PrEP. 
and so we all always need to be thinking about culture and history mm -hmm. um not just biology or, or medicine and say like say like with poppers and amyl mm -hmm. that's a big part of gay culture mm -hmm. and a big part of party and club culture and also is control like a controlled substance by the state um mm -hmm. i think victoria brought in some laws maybe yeah, in these last few years which did. change change how you can access it so you know these things are always political yeah, I think it's really cute when people try and act like things are free of politics in this world, where mm. <laughs> I think pretty much everything <laughs> existing is affected by politics. <laughs> yeah, Re really, really what I'm saying is getting pegged is a radical act. Get pegged to get today. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow, John, I feel like that is a beautiful place to wrap up. <laughs> i just like to, to say thank you so much for coming and having this chat with me. Um really fun talking about buttholes and shit and yeah. shame and being safe and having fun uh just lovely thank you so much for your time i so appreciate you oh i appreciate you too keep it safe sane and consensual babe <laughs> all righty so i really love weekly wonderful because sometimes uh in the world that we're in in 2020 it's kind of hard to think about nice positive <laughs> gratitude the things aren't that <laughs> Sometimes they're not. So this is a really good exercise for me to think about what has gone really nicely. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, I, I really love my job. A bad day in this job is still a good day overall. When I think about mm -hmm. the things that have been hard, hard, boring uh, and unengaging for me. But yeah. something that really gives me an excited, uh, an excited little jolt of support and care is you listeners. You're actually a beautiful bunch of oh. intelligent, smart, sexy, fun, supportive yeah. people. And the feedback that you've been giving has been gorgeous. So every listen means a lot. Every subscribe, every review, every personal feedback, every question you send in, it just, it's really lovely. So thank you so much. Oh, it is. It's just such a beautiful, everyone is like a beautiful little kiss on the forehead that is like, thank you. Like this yes. needs to exist. Like I appreciate you. And it just makes all the hard work feel worth it. Cause that's a funny thing with a podcast, right? I guess it's the same as making anything. It's just like, Sounds like it's just two people just fucking talking shit in it, but <laughs> there's uh, a lot more work that goes on behind the scenes as I'm learning. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, if you love a podcast, <laughs> find a way to support them. At least give them reviews and give them positive feedback because it is, we love doing it, but it is a finicky, time consuming thing to do. It is. She's a beast. She's a beast. She's a beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess my weekly wonderful is that I was talking to a friend about wanting to buy a very expensive uh, $300 stainless steel uh, toy. And they said that I could borrow theirs for a week and see how I felt about it. And being that stainless steel is wonderful, you know, you can just like alcohol wipe it down uh, or you can boil it for four minutes and like so sanitary, hygiene heaven, like we love that. So I'm very excited to be able to do that instead of the very expensive purchase that I was about to make this weekend. So I feel like Friendship very is beautiful. grateful about that. Oh yeah, I mean like one of my favorite sex toys, Lauren literally gave me, I, I'd like <laughs> stayed at um, her house in the weekend and then she put it in a bag and put it beside my belongings and she was like, you take this with you and see how you go. <laughs> uh, 
And that's and that's just it. It was one that I just didn't like or respond to at all. And then it's made someone else really happy. Like I'm very pleased about that. It's, it's a beautiful world we live in. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I got, I got a few sex toys on the desire list right now, and I'm just kind of like, which one of you am I gonna pull the trigger on? Like I found one yesterday, and it was a nice kind of. I guess vibrating G spot clit sucker like combo one, um, the Jubilee. Whoa! Sucking, licking G spot something or other, and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of cool. things in one toy. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. that one's sit- sitting pretty high, and still like the fantasy dildos, which I visit every week, but still won't pull the trigger <laughs> on. I also love like uh, you know after talking about that on the first podcast and and having people like send you a DM like, so what ones are you interested in? <laughs> <laughs> I have also been looking at these and I'm like, yeah, every time I do talk about it, I feel like I get like little private, like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> We're here for it. We love it. So here for it. Uh, on the topics of wonderful, uh, we've mentioned, we love hearing from you. It really, I actually can't, it, I can't even put into words like how, how much it means to us. We are both big wet socks and <laughs> we do. I would, I, I would be lying if I said that we hadn't shed a few tears and just hearts mel- melting into piles of goo. But what I love is some people have started using our curious cat to also send us some feedback. So this is a feedback that we got and really enjoyed this week. Kia ora team. Great episode three on group sex. I'm a bit of an old hat at group sex. MMF, FFM, same room with other couples, one orgy and dogging once with an ex-girlfriend. My partner as yet has not done anything more than one-on-one. We've talked about maybe getting a third person in the room, but it's just talk at this stage. I thoroughly enjoyed your discussion of the topic. Good to hear this being discussed in a non-shameful way. Often my friends get uncomfortable, so we don't discuss this very often. They don't ask, and I don't tell. Unspoken open secrets. So good to hear non-shame discussions. Much love. And we send you much love. Thank you so much for taking the time to send that to us, and I'm just bloody delighted that the conversation resonated with you. This is a gorgeous example of sharing experiences in a really non-creepy, lovely way, and also showing that they're absolutely listening and internalizing the way that we would approach conversations Mm -hmm. with a partner, which is to say, we're having conversations about it and I'm not judging this partner. And it's just talk at this stage. Like you go listener, you're a cool person. I love the sex you've had. You sound like a great, cool person. Let's hang out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's, that is a very beautiful piece of feedback. And I'm so happy that it's, that it's resonating for them. Me too. I think that's kind of what I hate about discussions about sex the most, how people kind of treat it like at its base level that it's kind of gross you know or something that should be secret uh but really with any conversational partners that we have we are dictating what's okay Um, exactly and i hope that you do find in the future more people to more openly discuss the things that are important to you and bring joy to your life absolutely well said victoria (laughs) thanks baby so really (laughs) that's it for this one everyone if it's you, a big one. It was. <laughs> this was a, a, a big blockbuster episode. You know? <laughs> we just, oh gosh, I, we didn't even, we didn't cover everything you could cover on anal. You, you couldn't cover it in a mere 30, 40 minutes. Like there's just so much to say. Uh, but I hope that there was something in there that you found interesting. And I hope that we have more guests in the future because that was super fucking fun. 
So do you have a question that you would love to hear us talk about? Please share it with us. You can slide into our DMs with your question at Done Wonderfully on Twitter or slip it to us anonymously on our Curious Cat at curiouscat.qa slash wonderfullydone. Wonderfully Done can be downloaded wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hey, you're doing wonderfully.